0: Welcome back. We are Two Preachers talking about ministering in isolation today on the Two Preachers podcast. Hey, welcome back. I am Ben James. I am the pastor of First Church of Christ in Grayson, Kentucky, and I am joined, not in studio, but via the marvelous technology of cell phones by my friend.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to see how long I could wait before I got off <laughs> you. By your friend, Josh Schmidt, and how do you know I'm not in there with you?
0: Well, um, if you are, then we've got some things to discuss then, I'm, I'm missing saying.
1: your. I'm missing your face, buddy. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I miss you as well. It's been, you know, we spent what twenty minutes catching up, uh, talking yes. beforehand. I, uh, I'm doing well. Family's doing well. How, Good. how are you and the family?
1: Yeah, we're hanging in, buddy. We're navigating this new and complicated and fun and terrifying <laughs> season right now, and we're praying that God would give us clarity and guidance. But we're hanging in there, buddy. Eating lots of French fries and hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff that's not good for you.
0: I got you, man. How um is Benjamin keeping you in line during this time? He's doing his best.
1: Um, he has become infinitely more bossy.
0: It seems like <laughs> over the last month.
1: And I think it's because he knows that we can't get away from him. So <laughs>
0: there's there
1: marching uh, order, orders going for us all the time.
0: Yeah, there is no pawning off at uh, the grandparents right now. That's so. exactly right. Yeah. That's
1: exactly right.
0: All right. Well let's um, let's just kind of start off. We're gonna to talk today about um, the challenges, uh the even the rewards, the new things that we're seeing, the frustrations yeah. of ministering in isolation, but let's uh let's make sure that we do kind of what we have grown accustomed to doing here. Let's let's talk about some ministry moments first. So Josh, what's what's happened in the past several weeks since um since we last spoke? Uh, what's what's a ministry moment, man?
1: Yeah, so the uh the Southern Baptist in me really appreciates the routine <laughs> to our podcast <laughs> right now. Like, I I desperately crave it, man. In, in all seriousness, Ben, this Yeah, this has been a challenging season but i think it's been one of the most fruitful seasons for the gospel i can ever remember Mm, um people are so receptive right now um, because um they they recognize there's something wrong going on and there's something that doesn't make sense and they don't have the answers and and so over the last two weeks especially i'm going to say that i've had more gospel conversations just with random people who have reached out to me because they um, recognize me as a pastor in our community. Um, so many of those conversations of people asking, hey, help me make sense of what's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. And so praise God that yeah, he's amen. doing that right now in this season of isolation. He's connecting us in ways that we've never been connected before. And so, yeah, ministry moment that I'm super excited about. I've got um, to talk to a lot of people. Uh, via technology in different ways. And I can't wait until God's going to give me the opportunity to meet with them face to face. But until then, great gospel conversations, man. Yeah. How about you? Tyler, I, a uh, you got
0: going on. Well, there's, I'm I'm kind of like you. I, I love the opportunities and the doors that this is opening up of conversations of people that I've not talked with, spoken with in 20 years or more. Yeah. But uh, man, I can't, um, you know, I, I just can't get past the baptisms. You know, we've had five baptisms, yes. Uh, had an entire family had uh, two younger ladies in that make up our youth group uh, that have all given their hearts, surrendered their lives to Jesus uh, responded to his calling and uh, on their heart and man it's just been it's been a fantastic uh, time of that so uh, you know that's that's been super rewarding but um, but man there's there's some challenges to this thing um, yeah. you know we're we're ministering in isolation. And I mean, we are uh, in the state that we're in, we're considered still to be essential. So we are yeah. um, able to do some things. Uh, this is not one of those things that we're out running around everywhere all the time. We are staying healthy at home. Uh, but yeah. whenever there are needs, whenever there are physical needs, um, you know, especially from a food and uh, in, in a health standpoint, you know, we're able to uh, do what we can as responsibly as we can to meet those. But we just kind of wanted to take a few minutes and and talk about um, what we're experiencing some things that we're learning maybe some things that we're even messing up you know <laughs> as as I can't, imagine, I can't imagine we're doing that at all No well I was it's hypothetical man you know sure, just of just course. speaking hypothetically, but um, yeah. what are, you know, we always like to, we, we want to make sure we have a s- extremely high value on scripture here at the Two Preachers podcast, and we never want to get outside of the realm or outside of the guardrail, so to speak, of scripture. So let's um, let's make sure we give some scriptural basis and grounding as to what we're talking about here. What um, what, what what's jumps out at you from scripture that, uh, that maybe kind of hits home with this situation? Yeah, just about
1: uh, all of it. I think, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we we serve a God um, graciously who has um, given us His Word, inspired by His Spirit, and and so we 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 recognize that throughout history, uh, throughout the history of Scripture and throughout church history, there have been periods of um, required isolation, and uh, we recognize that God is provident in those. And so I was just. Two examples. One, I didn't pull a passage for, but it just came to me a minute ago as we were talking. I'm reminded of uh, the prophet Jeremiah, who throughout his entire ministry is isolated mm-hmm. and was called to remain faithful, and, and in the Apostle Paul, whose whose entire New Testament ministry uh, is bookended almost continuously by prison. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, I, I think of the the Book of Philippians in chapter one mm. uh, when when Paul recognizes. That this past prison imprisonment that he found himself in was within God's providence, and not only was it within God's providence, but it was a part of His plan of salvation for people. And so he he talks about it. Picking, I want to pick up in Philippians one, starting in verse eight, when he's talking uh, to the church there at Philippi, says, "For God is my witness, how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus." I don't know about you, Ben, but I'm missing Mm. a lot of people in my my church.
0: Oh my and, he says,
1: and I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that you can approve the things that are superior and can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. And then he says this about his imprisonment. Now, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has actually resulted in the advance of the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole Imperial Guard and everyone else that my imprisonment is in the cause of Christ. Amen. And I just want to get up. I'm in my office right now, and I (laughs) I apologize if, like, you guys hear motorcycles driving by. Apparently, every motorcycle club in Kentucky is driving by my window tonight. They're filming Wild
0: Hogs 2 there, apparently. (laughs) Exactly.
1: But this just makes me want to get up and shout, man, the the fact that God is not. He's not um, so disconnected from our situation that he wouldn't use it for his own glory, and it's kind of what we've been talking about—that God is going to do that. Um, how about you, man? I'm sure you've got passages that come to mind when you think of the period that we're in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of them that um, that comes to mind is is kind of where we've been on Sunday mornings. You know, we've just uh, passed three weeks and headed into Easter, and it's just amazing how God knows what He's doing when we just lay our yeah. plans aside and you know yeah. say, "Okay, God, just just speak." Uh, but First Peter chapter one, you know, just the way that he uh, you know, he's writing to a group of people who are a group of believers that are going through tests, trials, persecutions for their faith, and he just gives them so much. I mean, just talking about the joy of their salvation, the joy of the resurrection, the joy of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, and focusing on eternity. Um, so, so that one comes to mind. I also think in the Old Testament, I think of people like Joseph. You know, yes. I mean, it may be a little bit of a stretch, and, 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 and I'll do that, I guess. But, you know, here's someone who, from a young age, was isolated from his home nation, you know, taken into uh, yeah. a pagan culture, and whether he knew it or not, you know, throughout the course of his lifetime, he was isolated from his people, but yet God was using him to develop a... A, a rapport and gain favor in the sight of the pagan nation that ultimately wound up providing provision for the, the nation, his home nation that he'd been isolated from. Yeah. And then uh, this from Martin Martin Luther, who wrote this during the bubonic plague back in the 1500s, which is just a fun word to say, bubonic. Yes, it is. It's a bubonic. It's yeah. But he says, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I will fumigate, purify the air, administer medicine, and take medicine. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order to not become contaminated and thus purchase, inflict, and pollute others, and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me. But I have done what he has expected of me. And so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely. This is a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. Amen. Amen. So Luther's uh, got it, man. Oh, he's, got it he, he 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 had some things figured out, man. <laughs> So, I love
1: it. I appreciate that that, um, that in this season, man, we can look back through church history, and we can look to the scriptures, and we can see that although we're isolated in this moment, we're not isolated in history. This is something that's happened yeah, before, yeah, and yeah. it'll happen again until Jesus returns. It gives me comfort, man. Yeah, yeah. amen.
0: Well, let's talk about, I'm, I'm sure that we've got plenty of brothers out there who are doing just the exact same thing that we are. I, I liken this to Laying tracks down in front of a moving train and just hoping that the tracks are laid in the right place, or hoping that we get a little bit far enough ahead that if we see that they're not in the right place, we can make the adjustment before the train gets there. Um, yeah. and, and you know, you and I are really fortunate. I've talked to so many pastor, you know, brother pastors that uh, that don't have good close friendships in the ministry. Uh, other other pastors that they can talk to, bounce ideas off of. You and I are texting almost on a daily basis, talking, going, hey man, here's what we're doing. How's it going with you? Did this work? How did that happen? What's going on? What are you doing? And there's so many out there that don't have what you and I have. And we are by no means an authority, or do we have any of this figured out? Absolutely. Uh, But let's talk about some of the things that maybe are frustrating us that are challenging to us. We've talked about a few of the rewards and there's more, but just so, so other pastors, leaders, church folks, they understand that they're not alone in this season. What are some of the things that's going on that, uh, that may have you just banging your head off a wall?
1: <laughs> all, all of it is my answer, Ben. All, no. Yes, that, just yes. I think me and you both men are, um, we're people, people, you know mm, what I mean? Like we right. We're we're social butterflies. And so to be to be disconnected from uh, people is is very challenging. And we're both local churchmen. I mean, we both uh, believe that God has provided the local church as the means, the vehicle by which he'll reach the nations. And so um, there is a a means of grace in us gathering together. And there's this there's this um, feeling of completion or, or fulfillment Um, when we are working together for the Great Commission. And so when that's not happening as usual, it can feel very, very frustrating. And and so um, it can be exhausting to try to use every avenue of technology that we can think of to replicate that in-person feeling, Um, but it doesn't feel like that. So um, it's just been more of a season of exhaustion more than anything else been. I'm searching to try to to fill something that I'm not totally sure Can be filled and more more importantly i'm not sure that it needs to be filled in this season Mm. um because god's using this for something and and so that's been exhausting just the constant phone calls the constant text messages the constant cards letters facebook messages facebook live zoom calls like i don't care if i ever see another zoom chat room for the rest (laughs) of my life after (laughs) these four weeks um, all all of these things um, can be absolutely exhausting, but um, I see benefit in all of them, so we're going to continue continue doing them. I can't imagine, Ben. This has been a frustrating season for you, right? It's all been perfect.
0: Yeah, man. I, I I let I lay my head down every night at about ten o'clock. I fall fast asleep. I sleep a solid eight to ten hours, and then I get yeah. up in the mornings and I go out and I sing with the birds and I skip through the tulips and you know and can all I, of that stuff, man.
1: Can I sing a little ditty for you? Would hey, that be possible? Please do. Please do. So I had a um, a youth pastor when I was young. Younger, that um, whenever somebody was obviously telling a lie, like you did, <laughs> um, they would go, Revelation, Revelation 21, 8, 21, 8, liars go to hell, liars go to hell, burn, burn, burn. And so that's that's what I was thinking as you were
0: talking right there. Man, I'm glad that my words stir such inspiration <laughs> in you, my friend. Uh, I had a, I had a youth pastor one time that he would, uh, you know, somebody would say something that was uh, obviously fabricated, and he would go, you know, Jesus sees lies in your heart. <laughs> and, and it's just according to how big the Oof. fabrication was as to yeah. how emboldened and how passionately he made that statement. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, oh man, so many, so yeah. many things. Uh, and I'll share, uh, one with our listeners that I shared with you, uh, before we started recording this morning, we lost a very dear church member. Uh, mm. she, she had a heart attack, passed away. Um, <laughs> And the the couple is, is an elderly couple. Their health is not great. And here I am, everything in me, 20-some years of pastoring, and just being a human being uh, yeah. who cares deeply about these people, uh, I'm not able to go and provide the care and the, yeah. you know, the cry with them, weep with them, grieve with them, pray with yeah. them. Uh, I mean, I— you know, as soon as I learned about it, I called <laughs> called him on the telephone, and I mean, you could just you could hear the pain in his voice of not being able to have his pastor there, and I hope that he could hear in my voice, sure. uh, just the pain. And and you know, for for all the things that we're seeing, God redeem in these yeah. moments, uh, this that was one of them. Man, it still just rips my heart out to think about it.
1: Yeah, brother, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. And the especially with our our state, I don't know how other listeners, what what's going on there. But we have such limitations as to what our funeral services look like now and yeah. the gathering of people. And so this a, is a new challenge for us. And brother, I'm
0: praying for you, Ben. Right, well, I appreciate that, man, very, very much. So what are some, um, I, I think that if we're talking about ministering in isolation, Uh, Maybe some of the things, you know, we could sit all night and talk about the frustrations uh, that we're facing in this, but what are some of the things that that you guys at First Baptist Grayson are doing that you feel like are maybe um, improving connection uh, and improving church family relationship than you were probably doing even before any of this? What are some of the ways that you've seen God improve some things?
1: So my church...
0: Specifically,
1: and this is not a knock on my church because, brother, there's nobody who's a bigger fan of First Baptist Grayson than First Baptist Grayson's pastor, Josh Schmidt. He likes him
0: some First Baptist Grayson. He
1: does. Find somebody who loves your church like Josh Schmidt loves his church. Um, (laughs) What what I'm saying is we had a very um, soul pastor model here. Um, Mm -hmm. one, One pastor who kind of did everything. And this has kind of forced us to get out of that. And so we we started a new ministry a couple of weeks ago that we're calling Who's Your Ten. Mm. Uh, And in that, we have forced, I hate to use that word, but it's basically what we did. We have forced um, every family in the church to adopt 10 other families during this season. And so we've disseminated out our our, um, church membership directory, phone numbers, addresses, things like that. And we're saying, hey, um, OK, you got one pastor and there's 250 of you. That's not possible for him to not. Everybody's going to get a phone call every week. Not everybody's going to get, um, you know, letters and things like that. So and, and it shouldn't be that way. Ephesians, you know, the four model of, this, of, of the book of Ephesians is that we equip the saints to do the work of ministry. And so what we've done is we have separated out and we've said in one week, there's an expectation of your family to contact 10 other families and we want them to be the same 10 families for this period and so we've had great feedback for that yes. And it's a blessing to know that um, that people in the church are praying for me and that i'm praying for them and that's happening across our our membership so that's a way that we've ministered to one another a, a way that we're trying our best to minister to people in our community and we're not advertising this or looking for any sort of uh, praise or anything like that. So I hope that people know my heart when I say that, but um, we've started um, feeding essential workers in our town. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, today we went to our grocery store and, and fed all of them. And this is a way for us, one, to support local businesses like our local restaurants who are struggling. So once a week, we're gonna choose one of them to buy a lot of food from to deliver to another uh, essential business in the town so we started that today and we're going to continue that until this ends that's a way that we're doing ministry and we're not just giving them food but we're taking church information and 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 scripture and things like that so that they'll be ministered to it and we're still trying to practice good social distancing but we want to pray and then like you been we're trying to feed people in our community we're trying to buy supplies we're trying to get cleaning stuff we're trying to help the elderly things like that but we're we're doing our best to not forget to bring the gospel alongside that because people want it so bad right now and um more importantly they need it so bad and so that's that's kind of some ministry things that we have going on and I would love to hear better ideas so that I can steal all of them brother Ben (laughs) what have you got man what are you guys doing right now
0: so we are you know doing doing some things very similar as far as in-house, you know church yeah. family type stuff. We've uh, you know within our church staff, we've i've I've assigned everybody, hey, you've got you know last names A through E or whatnot. you know that's a that's a once a week contact for you. Uh, and then we are we're, we're kind of purposefully also giving out some rosters to two different people each week. One person who is very well established in the church. Uh, who's been there for maybe their whole life, is just calling starting at the top or the bottom of the list and going through and just connecting with people. Uh, then we're taking a newer family, uh, one that maybe not a lot of people know who are even with us now at First Church. And they're doing the same things. They're making some calls as well, and they are getting to introduce themselves to people, and they are sharing their story. They're hearing the story of the other person that they're talking to. So there is there's some fellowship and some I love that. Uh, deepening of relationship that's happening there. And then one of the things, yeah, man, I, I love the, um, you know, the, the essential workers, the, you all feeding. Um, and, and again, I, I love the fact that there's so much that's going on that's not being advertised. Yes, yes, uh, and yes. we're seeing so much, I know that you and I both see so much behind the scenes of churches working together, sure. pastors working together that you're, yeah. you 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 may never know about, you know, this side yep. of heaven, you may never know about. And I love that. Um, one of the things that, that we're doing, is we're we're looking, um, we're we're kind of taking a little bit of approach from a, a physical and emotional, um, you know, even a mental uh, needs type of approach. We we have a couple, um, you know, psychology people, you know, some some counselors who are making themselves available to people, um, you know, that, that are personally handing out numbers and saying, hey, if you contact the church, give me your, inform- you know, give us your information, then I'll get in touch with you. We can talk if you're having a tough time emotionally, mentally, uh, things going on, you know, that you're dealing with anxiety or worry. Um, and then we're, we've also kind of got a little bit of a hotline type thing going of people yeah. who are just lonely um, yeah. that just need to talk. Uh, and this is not something that we're throwing out there. We've, we, we're making it, um, known to people, but it's not things we're taking out ads on social media or, um, but you know, and then we've got some, you know, some personal trainers and people in our congregation who are, who've done videos and posted them to YouTube, uh, and said, here's some things, some ways, some exercises that you can do at home, uh, to, to keep yourself active, um, so a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going that's awesome. on there. And that's what
1: should be happening in this season. Um, we're, I, I, I pray that people, even when they're hearing us talk about this, they're, they're hearing so that, that we're not trying to get um, any sort of accolades or acclaim from anything that we're doing. No. But no. this is something desperately that people, we, we need to be ministering. This is not a season in which we can just call it quits. Uh, I preached First Peter a couple of weeks ago, and I know you're preaching through First Peter right now. And in first Peter, chapter four, very specifically talks about um, how we're supposed to live in, in, in the last days. And of course, we know the last days is that period, um, you know, since Jesus came to Earth and it will be the last days and, until he returns. And one of the things that we talked about is that our church and the church in general, doesn't get to take a break when it seems like the world is ending that's when we have to be the church and and that's when there's such a desperate need for the church um real quick not to sidetrack us although i'm very good at that um, (laughs) just on a a funny note so while you were talking i really had to sneeze like bad (laughs) and so i muted my mic and i sneezed very loudly and literally one second later police sirens started
0: and i was thinking
1: (laughs) And the way my dumb brain works, I was like, I have to close all the blinds to my office because I'm getting ready to get arrested for sneezing.
0: Please unmute the phone. I, I need I need audio I need audio <laughs> yeah. evidence of this. Don't don't tase me, bro. Like that's what I was thinking the whole the,
1: the whole time. The whole time.
0: Yeah. Well, I think let's let's kind of work to uh, wrap this up. If there's one yeah. piece of advice uh, that I could give fellow pastors. I'm I'm a think ahead kind of guy. I, I love you know because I, I've I've always said that you know since this started that my personality type, which thives thrives on structure and planning and organization and tasks, you know, accomplishing tasks. My personality is still sitting in the corner, throwing a temper yeah. tantrum right now yeah. in this in this period. But one thing I would encourage you to do, you know, as we were stepping into this, I mean, it all happened so quickly. But we also have to understand that we were kind of stepped into the situation that we're in now. It was at first, it was, hey, no gatherings more than 200 people. Yeah. Uh, then no more than 100 people. Then 50. Then 10. Now six, but social distancing and we're, we're, you know the state that we're in, we're not saying six people social distance just so you can do it. We're yeah, saying yeah. "stay at home." Say, you know, "stay safe." At a, English is hard right now, yeah. Josh. It is. It has left me. Uh, yeah. But pastors, be be thinking ahead because this is not just going to flip a switch and we we return back to normal. This is going yeah. to be something that I feel like we will probably step out of this thing in stages as well, and that's going to pose new challenges for us also. Because what if you're a pastor of you know a, a, what we would consider in our area to be a larger church, and they say, okay, you can gather now, but it's just 50 people. Okay, how are you going yeah. to approach that? If, yeah. if they say 100 people, how are you going to approach that? You don't have to have it figured out right now, but I, I would encourage you to be thinking about it. And, and another thing that I would say is, Some of the things that we're doing right now—that's really, really beneficial for the kingdom of God. I don't think that once this is over, we step back and go, "Okay, well, we did that for a season. Uh, Now we can just abandon that again." Because I'm going to be honest with you—you and I have talked about this. I feel like uh, you know the the church. We have seen technology in some instances as the great Satan man. I mean, we we have considered technology as an absolute evil. But now we're finding out that through God being able to redeem anything, it is technology what's keeping the church connected. Yeah. So, you know, let, let's take the lessons that we're learning here and let's be better on the other side of this thing.
1: That's good. That's good. If I could leave any sort of advice to to the people that are listening, I want to speak specifically to pastors. And and I will just want to tell you, don't pause your own personal spiritual development right now in the season that you're in. Amen. Um, It would be so, so easy for you to do that. It would be so vitally or so, so very easy for you to, um, to just pretend like you're fanning the flame because you're taking care of everyone else. But friend, that flame will die quickly Mm -hmm. and you will be operating from a cold Cold heart, and so stay in the Word during the season. If there's ever been a a more important time to study God's Word in my ministry, I don't don't know that I can remember it. And so, um, try your best to be in God's Word constantly. Remain in prayer with Him. Pray for wisdom constantly, and and lead out for your church to see that we've got all these means of technology. Um, Show them. Uh, I'm doing. I know you're doing devotions and things like that. Then I'm leading a daily devotion with my church, so that I'm making sure that they're a part. Uh, of my quiet time, but I'm also not just doing that for show. I'm doing my own um, spiritual development during this season. So make sure that's going on. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself, too. Um, it would be very easy for us to work to a point of exhaustion right mm, now, mm-hmm. and exhaustion leads to frustration, and frustration leads to disobedience. Yeah. And so it's very important right now that you're taking time for your family and you're taking care of yourself um, and you're ministering to both yourself and your family. Uh, as much or more as you're ministering to your church, because God will take care of our churches. We know that. And so, let me just let me just offer up that encouragement to you. I wouldn't call it advice because I haven't been living by it perfectly myself. But this is a season where we lean into our relationship with God, not lean out of it.
0: Amen. Well said. Well said. And as a matter of fact, I believe that takes us Uh-oh. very naturally to one of Uh-oh. our favorite. Parts of every episode. Are, are we still allowed to do this over the phone? Listen, we, we've we got to have fun, man. Joy yes, in yes, the Lord. Yes, yes. And right now, we say, Segway, Segway music.
1: music! I have people that are looking at me outside of my office right now, I think.
0: Now the cops will come. That's just, it, it, it's it's happening right now. josh yes reading listening to what do you got going on man man i'm listening to
1: everything (laughs) like i am consuming podcasts at an alarming rate um i of course listened to the office ladies podcast today that was about dewatt's speech and it was excellent um i have been listening to a lot of city a lot have you heard of them ben i have not an Anglican worship group, man, they are phenomenal. And they have really, really solid, um, theologically uh, solid songs that that we've actually done a couple of through our praise team the last couple of weeks. And so I've been listening to them. So far as reading, uh, I'm doing two right now. Uh, I'm doing lectures to my students by Spurgeon. Mm. Um, I'm a big Spurge guy. Yeah, I know you are Spurge. Yes, sir. And also, I'm reading uh, biblical preaching by Haddon Robinson. I'm having to read that for one of my preaching classes, um, which has been an adventure. Let me tell you, t- typically, homiletical classes are done in person with crowds of people. Imagine how that's working in social isolation, <laughs> um, friends. If you've never preached in front of a webcam to people who are also viewing you. In front of a webcam, you have not lived. Yeah.
0: Judging I'm down you here. judging you. Yeah.
1: Yes. It is a blast. Yeah. Um yeah. so that's going on. How about you, man? What are you reading? What are you listening to?
0: I um, I am reading the book of Psalms over Amen. and over and over again. Amen. I had um, I had a mentor of mine tell me very early on that whenever you're going through a difficult time, no matter what level of difficulty, get in the book of Psalms. And read it till you find your voice. That's awesome. Uh, and that's, I've, I've just, throughout these past few weeks, um, and, and every day I'm finding something that's just wrecking my world in there and just absolutely, uh, in a good way, overwhelming me uh, with the presence of God. So I'm just right now I'm in the book of Psalms. Uh, it is mowing season, which I have a very large yard. And if you want to go check out my YouTube channel, I made, uh, made a little 40 some second clip of one of my arch nemesis. Uh, So uh,
1: he's he's got one of them rich boy mowers too. Like uh, it's a humble brag on his part. The dude has a, like a Cadillac mower. I don't know what's going on with it.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that, that's, that's, some, dollar money. that's it. I'm not, uh, I'm not broken out my uh, personal jet <laughs> just yet, but, uh, I, I'm planning on doing the yacht next, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, um, but I am listening to an audio book. I can't even remember the name of it. It's written by Brad Thor. I am a uh, I enjoy, uh, spy stuff, you know, CIA, yeah. um, type action stuff like that. So it's, it's one of those books that I'm listening to as I mow my lawn. Yeah. You
1: know. Uh, another real quick recommendation, I know you guys are doing this as well, Ben. Uh the Dwell app. Oh
0: yes. Who is not a sponsor of Dwell
1: app. Not a sponsor of the pod, but us up, um, Dwell. we could we could get them on, that would be great. Um they have opened that up to churches that you can allow your membership to use Dwell for 60 days for free. And there is just something about listen to some listening to somebody reading God's word with some really good music behind. A little I, I, ambient seen, music going on there. Yeah, yeah. They, they've recently added instrumental hymns, and they're all really yes. solid. Yes. There's something about listening to, this morning I was taking Benjamin to drop him off uh, to to the um, grandparents. And anyway, um, he we were listening to First Thessalonians with, a mighty fortress is our god just jamming behind it <laughs> dude i was ready to fight the devil with a water pistol just, like i was fired up you, you were
0: you were getting ready to go all matt chandler and just punch the devil in the face right that was, yes was, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah i can't sure. i can't recommend the dwell app highly enough i mean and they've extended that it's it's now into june i believe oh wow there you so, go. Uh, so it, it's good stuff. Well, Josh, it's been been fun, man. I I miss this and and guys, listen, we are uh, especially during this period as you can tell, you know, one of the things we've always prided ourselves on was production value. Um, you know, that's kind of out the window right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but we've also uh, been doing uh, twice a week Or twice a week yeah twice a week twice a month releases of our episodes uh especially during this season at least we are going to go to once a week uh so every thursday be looking for a new episode to hit if there's if there's a bump in the road if something comes up and we don't get an episode um recorded for that week you can look on our social media pages we're on facebook twitter instagram uh, and we'll make some announcements on there if there's some some bleeps and bips and yips and yips and all that stuff in the road. So. And if we're going to do
1: if we're going to do weekly podcasts, we're going to need some help. We're going to need some subjects that you would like uh, for us to record podcasts about. So hit us up on social media and let us know what podcast episodes or topics you would like for us to record. And while you're there, go ahead and smash that like button. Smash it. And- Give us uh, a review. Um, it's been a slow season for reviews, brother Ben.
0: Hey, listen, I think but, they're intimidated by the Macho Man. You know, Macho you Man Randy Savage was the last one to leave a review, and I, I think it's just scared people off. They, to, to be honest, and
1: I, I hate to do this to you, but they could be intimidated by the review, or they could just be absolutely um thrown off by that trash macho man Randy Savage uh, impression you did <laughs> or
0: not wanting or not wanting to associate themselves with yes. a fellow listener that would leave something like that I'm yes, not talking so about good. you at all, Zach Simpson, not saying anything oh, at all. Oh, by the way, Zach, congratulations. He, uh, he recently wed a beautiful young lady. So congratulations wow. to the newlywed Simpsons.
1: C- congratulations, Zach and, and Brad. We're very, <laughs> we're very happy for you. Yeah, um, baby. leave us a review and, uh, if it's funny, um, kudos to you and we'll give you a shout out from the pod.
0: Absolutely. Well guys, until next week, we'll see you soon. See you then.